Hello, hello. I'm Strider, your host here at Author in the Headlights, and I want to thank you for joining us today. Also, before we get sidetracked, I would like you to hit that little subscribe button in the bottom right corner. That's a little square symbol with a white triangle in it, or at the end of the show, it converts to a, a logo of Durham and Publishing itself. But if you'll do that, we might actually get this thing to monetize someday with my life with love. And until then, we just love to have you here. We have a, a really neat author, Scott Burry, uh, Canadian, and he was actually recommended by Janet Oakley, who we had on the show a, a few months ago. And she said, you've got to talk to this guy. He's great. So Scott, <laughs> you come highly recommended. Let's hope you maintain that level for our show today. <laughs> no pressure, no pressure. I, I need no pressure. <laughs> so you do all kinds of things. Now, you don't want to be stuck in one genre, as I understand. And that's super. But you have mysteries, epic and paranormal fantasies and thrillers, all kinds of things, right? Yeah, yeah. So first, I just wanted to make sure I do say thank you, Janet, for the recommendation. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, let's uh, get together again soon. Um, yeah, I, I just have, a, to me, it's all stories. Um, and I get the ideas for stories and I, I want to tell them. So I, uh, the first the, my first fiction publication or commercial publication was a, a short story for children. Um, and, but uh, I had been kind of working on a novel for a long, long time. Um, and I wanted to write a, a story. I, you know, my kids were fairly young at the time. So I wanted to write a, a fantasy story with dragons. And actually, it kind of started when I started looking around for stories that, you know, books that they would like about dragons. And I was really dissatisfied with what was on the shelves. And so came up with the idea for the bones of the earth, but I also got ideas for writing mysteries. And uh, I, I had an idea um, for, I don't know where it came from, but um, an idea about the witch queen's son who was immune to, music, to magic. So, you know, they come from all over the place. I guess I keep getting more ideas. My, my problem is the opposite of writer's block. <laughs> you've got a lot of things in your head. Uh, you've got Dark Age Trilogy, uh, which mm -hmm. is historical fantasy. Mm -hmm. um, your Eastern Front Trilogy. Now, that's a true story of Germany's invasion of Soviet Union, as I remember, World War II. Um, and you've got three books in that set. Hawaiian Storm series, which is a female FBI agent. Mm -hmm. um, wildfire in California during wildfire. Um, you've got a spicy romance. Um, you've got action thrillers, uh, Van and LeBrun action thrillers. Just you're just all over the board, which is <laughs> truly, from my point of view, that's cool. That that doesn't wow. limit you at all. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear that because I've heard uh, you know from um, professionals in the publishing business. No, no, you have to have you know pick a lane. You're going to be a mystery writer or you're going to be a thriller writer and stick with that. But uh, I just can't do that. Well, I suppose there are norms of, of things that they find. Well, this works, especially if you're the publisher, they want to go down this venue, but it, it just doesn't require that. Now, are you self-published? Are you with a publisher or are you both? Um, well, I like to call it a um, cooperative publisher. 
publishing. Cooperative, okay. There's a number of us, uh, independent publishers or, uh, and writers, but we collaborate on um, and we share duties like, uh, or functions like editing, proofreading, graphic design, and so on. So what we're producing is, are books that measure up to all the professional publishing standards. Um, I used to work in uh, publishing. I used to work for uh, Prentice Hall, which was a division of Simon and Schuster, uh, and other people you know, worked in the in the business in various areas. So yeah, we we know what what the standards are and how to achieve them. So we don't just none of us is um, completely self published because you know we all our books are professionally edited. All our books are professionally designed. So. Um, and I would hope that all self-publishers do that. They get their work looked at outside because you simply can't catch it all yourself because you already oh. know what you expect. So that's kind of what your brain sees instead of what's really there on the page. Exactly. My rule for publishing is, or for writing, is you can't proofread your own stuff. It just doesn't work. You better read it and check oh, it yeah. over and edit it, but then... You still need that, that other set of eyes to look at it. Absolutely. I totally agree. So, yes. And when you have a publisher, when you're outside published, they take care of a lot of that. But you still have to have a good manuscript turn over to them. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the the um, sort of the barrier I ran into when I first started uh, you know, turning to writing fiction was uh, no publisher wants to see you without an agent and no agent wants to see you unless you have a publisher and the only way to be uh to get around that is to be already published or to um be a, uh, a celebrity of some kind so that's why we get books by justin bieber and and people like it's that. true that is true yeah and I do have a set of books I haven't had published yet uh because I'm looking keeping looking for an agent and a publisher for them rather than through myself, I'd like to do that set too. And so I'm just kind of holding them off to the side, mm -hmm. but I do understand that. Um, and nowadays we have the option of doing self-publishing that wasn't available so readily yeah, years exactly. ago and to do it well, you don't have to just say, you know, it's an indie author and you put it off in the, in the corner somewhere yeah. because you really can do that and can do it well. So of the or all the genres you have, what is your most favorite or do you have a favorite? I don't I don't really know of my own. It's like trying to choose your favorite child, I guess. But True. I kind of realized a, a while back that when it comes to reading, what I like is um historic or ma magical realism. So my you know, books I enjoy the most are like Deborah Garcia Marquez or uh Mark Halgren's Winter's Tale, uh books like that. And um so I guess, you know, I like to think of the Bones of the Earth or the Dark Age trilogy as uh, historical magical realism. That's a mouthful. All right. It's a mouthful, but it works because it, genre, trying to place things in genres sometimes is difficult. My books are difficult to, to place in a genre because they're kind of this, but they're kind of that. They're kind of, <laughs> you know. They should be because you, every writer should be looking for their own story. Uh, otherwise, you're just repeating the same old tropes, the same old cliches. That's uh, true. You know, we don't need another James Bond. Uh, we have one. Um, so, or two know, or three don't... or four, or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't. We don't need um, 
another hobbit because we've got that that's taken care of so you know find your own voice tell your own story all right that's good that's actually good to hear now of your story do you have a method in which you write especially now you are very genre crossing um but do you have a methodology that you use when you write uh yeah i, I like to um you know, I'll have an idea for either the beginning or the end or just this sort of a concept. Uh, then I'll try to um, outline it and do a fairly detailed outline. So uh, beginning to end, uh, which means as I'm doing that, I have to create characters uh, or define the characters, I guess would be a more accurate way to put it. You know, and what are these people like? What do they like? What do they dislike? What sets them off or their goals. Um, and one thing I like to do uh, is for you know, secondary characters, I'll try to think of uh, someone I know and what would, you know, how would that person fit into this situation? What would be their reaction? Um, and what would they do next? I had some fun with my um, Hawaiian Storm movie uh, books, just uh, putting in um, other other writers that I've met over the years, so uh, and they've they've kind of um, you know reacted with uh, good humor when they see their own name in the story. <laughs> and um, so. for one book, I even said uh, on on social media, "Hey, do you want to be a character in this book?" And uh, a lot of people said, "Oh yes, please." So uh, that was fun. Now you've also done some spicy romance. Your one shade of red. Now, that's a step out of a genre of, say, historical fantasy fiction. <laughs> Did yeah, you find uh, that difficult to switch? No, not at all. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to take the the biggest selling book of the, of the uh, early teens, 20 teens. Um, and I decided, you know, I, I read it. It was a big deal. And I thought I didn't like the writing style at all. And I thought, OK, well, let's turn this on its head. Uh, let's take this idea and completely flip it over um, to something else. And so, um, you know, it, it wasn't a hard book to write. In fact, that was my, that was my one um, uh, entry into National Novel Writing Month in November. So you're supposed to write 50,000 words in 30 days. And I did that. Um, and the book ends up being more than 50,000 words. I think it's around 70 or 80,000. But, you know, it, it took some discipline. So, yeah, I had to have the plot worked out. That was pretty simple. Um, and, uh, you, you know, you write 1,600 or 1,700 words a day, um, which for me wasn't a problem. The one thing I did find was that the, um, the character toward the end sort of went his own way. So it wasn't completely what I intended, but, it, you know, the story worked. Okay, I have a question there about Eastern Front Trilogy. Um, mm -hmm. Now that is written as a true story, but did you novelize that or did you try to keep that as a true story, nonfiction type thing? Um, I guess I, I wrote it in a novel style so that it would bring the reader into the story. And it's based on the story of my father-in-law, uh, who was a Canadian drafted into the Soviet Red Army. So he's born in Montreal, but drafted into the Soviet Red Army in 1941. And um, and so I talked to him a lot about, you know, his memories and, and the stories that he used to tell us. 
And uh, so those are all in the book. But um, I, it still required a lot of research for things like, okay, what was the actual date of this operation? You know, what were the, what were the Germans doing? And how long did these things take? And some of the little details, like I said, okay, well, you know, where were you when this happened? And he was a bit vague on that, because it had been, you know, at that time, sixty years since the uh, since he'd been there, and uh, you know, so memories start to to get foggy. absolutely, um, absolutely. You know, the number of his unit it, it changed, and if you know any of the history. Uh, the, the Red Armies changed numbers and designations and groupings over and over again, and commanders uh, a lot. So, um, so it took a lot of research into you know going to the libraries and archives and um, spent a lot of time on the internet. Um, and then I did find uh, uh, after he passed uh, um, and before the final part of the book was written. Some of his documents from the from the war, which were really really interesting, uh, you know, uh, uh, documents from the United, United Nations, uh, letters from um, Allied officers, uh, some really fascinating stuff, which I put into the book. That sounds like a really good set, and I have not read that set. I'm going to have to do that, yeah. and that is a trilogy there. Um, yeah. Now, you are, besides being an author yourself, you said you have this interconnection with, with other authors, and you are connected with Independent Authors International, as I understand, and Best Selling Reads, right? Correct, yeah. Janet is a member of Best Selling Reads. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, in that, um, there's uh, 17, 18 of us now. So what are those, and, and how... Now, author in the headlights is for both readers and writers. So right. if I'm going to push forward your best-selling reads, what would you say about it? How can that connect with other authors or does it? Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, you know, we, we do invite, it's an invitation um, only group. So I was invited okay. um, years ago. And, and they're all writers or we're all writers who adhere to those high publishing standards um in professional design professional editing and so on and uh they're good they're good stories all of them are good stories so um we have some pretty big sellers in our group and we have some who are like me not as big sellers so, so big seller <laughs> not quite up there yet but yeah. Uh, yeah we've got a couple of people who are you know um uh, million sell copy sellers, so we're quite happy about that. Yeah, and we cooperate with in terms of uh, promotion mostly. That's the main goal of the of the group. So we have a website, bestsellingreads.com. We have um, we do a, news, a monthly newsletter um, and uh, a blog, uh, a weekly blog. So we try to keep up and keep in touch with the readers, and we're always happy to. to you know, bring more readers and more writers along with the story because you know, there's lots of good stuff to read there. Excellent. Bestsellingreads.com. All right. Well, maybe we'll get that um, bestselling reads uh, onto our German Publishing author resources page as oh, an outreach that people can link to. That's there. So we'll do that as well. Now, your books will be available through the 
uh, Durham Publishing Bookstore, where people can link to there and find wherever they're sold. Now we're kind of running out of time. It happens. It just happens. Um, I find that talking with writers, with authors is so, there's so much to talk about, <laughs> not just your book titles, but, but the how to, the where to, things that work and things that don't. And we might just have to have you back on the show again later. That would be I, great. I think the the list, what do you have, 15 books or something like that. And we didn't yeah. talk about all of them. So, and as there's more coming, please let us know and we'll get those put on our book page too. Okay, well, if I can, um, this is my latest title. The Echoes. Fourth mm -hmm. Hawaiian Storm Mystery. Um, and there's and four books of that, right? Four books yes. in that series. Torn, Torn Roots, Palm Trees and Snowflakes, Dead Man Lying, and Echoes. Echoes. All right. Well, congratulations to you on publishing Echoes. And that will be on our site, also available through DurhamandPublishing.com. And because we're running out of time, I'm going to have to say goodbye for now. But I think maybe we'll end up connecting again in the future. I'd appreciate that. That'd be great. Thank you, Scott, for taking some time to be with us today. All right. Thank you. Take care. And so from me, Strider, your host here at Author in the Headlights, sponsored by DurhamandPublishing.com, we'll say thank you for now. Until next time. Sponsored by DurhamandPublishing.com.